All right, this is Shalone Kaysen here with the Shalone Kaysen Show, and we're going to be doing uh, Jessica Baez's autobiography. So just start us with a synopsis of your life. Quick one-minute take. Okay. Well, hello. Thank you, Shalone, for having me on your show. Very exciting to be working with you. I'm Jessica Baez, and I was raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Originally, my family's from the Bronx. My dad got into the Navy to get us out of the hood, and... It was history from then. We actually moved to a place in Virginia Beach where my dad ended up buying a house. And I call it our the block. We call it the block. And it's where basically most everyone there was a military affiliate pretty much um, and had moved there. And we basically became a big family. We spent all Christmases together. We spent all our free time together. If I was upset, I went to the neighbor's house to to hang out there. And still to this day, I will call anyone from the block um, my family. And I believe that that really kind of created who I am today because I was definitely, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> I was definitely um, in a place where you would have multiple religions, multiple ways of doing things. We had people who came out of the closet in a time when that wasn't even acceptable, let alone cool. So we had people who um, were Christian or Catholic, as well as single family mothers and mixed blended families and all different things and different backgrounds and different ways of raising children. And so I, in turn, got a lot from that in being very diplomatic and very understanding of different cultures, different people. And to this day, there's like not a soul that I can't have like a deep, meaningful conversation with. All right. Great. So it sounds like a lot of stuff happened on the block. But like what? So so what after the block? Just a quick rundown. What happened? Did you stay uh, in Virginia? Did like what? What did you do? Did you go to school? <laughs> what happened? So I ended up going to community college because it was the cheap way to go about school and I thought uh, I should get a degree you know I would be the first person in my family to get a degree and I looked up which uh, degree had no math and it was art and I already loved art so um, I got a degree in art and later on got a degree in pre-art therapy and now I'm currently going to school for um business. So I'll be going for leadership development. And I think that that all kind of derived from being a part of a group and always having to make group decisions, always having to um, do events and and leading people a lot. And so that it's a big part of who I am for sure. Okay, great. So real quick, what does the future hold for Jessica Baez right now? Like what's on the horizon? What's just finishing up? What's about to come up? Okay, so what's cool is I actually got engaged two weeks ago. All right, congratulations. Um, Thank you, thank you. And uh, I have, my two sisters are pregnant, so we are all three having a wonderful 2018. uh, So we have a lot of changes coming up. And I'll be starting ASU in August, so that's super exciting. And I'm hoping to, I mean, honestly, if if the stars align, definitely be in politics of some sort 
and definitely be a leader in my community. And this day and age, we need a lot more powerful leaders. That's true. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is Shalon Case. And like I said before, with the Shalon Case and Show, where we do biographies of all types of people from all over the world. And today is Family Fridays. That means I do a biography about somebody from my family. And today we're doing my stepsister. Okay, so just wanted to talk about my big slip up. I said that Jessica is my stepsister. That's totally incorrect. She's my sister-in-law, my wife's sister. So just clearing that up for everybody. Everybody makes mistakes, you know? And now we're gonna get back to the podcast. Enjoy. And as you heard a little bit of her story, we're going to go a little bit deeper in and explore all the different epochs from birth until now with more detail. So uh, keep listening. So you said you were uh, born in the Bronx in New York, right? So let's start with the date. What was the birth date? So I was born February 27th, 1987. So you guessed it. I'm 31 years old now. (laughs) I wasn't doing the math, but yeah. If it's 2018, then yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, yeah, I I think a lot of, of that was sped through because I moved out of there uh, when my dad went, we went to Chicago for a year. Apparently that's where basic training is for the Navy. Okay. And then after that, we moved to Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. So uh, when was, you know what year Chicago was? Mm, No, it was probably like two. So maybe. So it might, it could have been 89 or 90 or Mm -hmm. so. And then right after that, Norfolk. Norfolk. Okay. So very early on. Right. All right. Okay. So we're in Norfolk now. Let's start with, unless you can remember anything very important, let's start with elementary school. Like, was there anything that stood out there? What school did you go to? You know, let's talk about something like that. I went to Parkway Elementary School. Um, At this time, I have... Ashley, my sister, is one year older than me, so we basically experienced everything together. Puerto Rican twins, I suppose, because we're only like a year and two weeks apart. Okay. Um, and all through uh, elementary school, I had like a short little fro, so like I had to, um, in order to make friends, like I had to rely very heavily on my personality because like they would always be like, I thought you were a boy, and they would tease me all the time, and I would wear weird clothes because apparently I was into fashion and an artist, which oh, makes wow. me weird. Well, that wouldn't even be a thing nowadays. Like, right. nobody would care. But go on. <laughs> but at that time, they would always make fun of me. And um, so I became so cool and so nice that everyone liked being around me, even though I was, like, a bit odd to them saying whatever I feel. Okay. Yeah. So that was elementary school. Let's move on uh, to middle school. Does anything stick out, any particular people or any events, or was it just uneventful? Harry Potter came out in high school. That's in, that's important. I mean, middle Wait, school. Oh, middle, middle school? school? Oh, so that's yeah. important. In sixth okay. grade, my teacher used to read me the Harry Potter series. Wow. So I was super excited when they came out a little later. Um, but also, my hair grew very long and beautifully curly, which apparently was in the magazines. And at that time, I did not know. So there were guys that actually were interested in me in sixth grade. I remember... The first person ever came up to me, the girl was like, hey, this guy likes you. And I was like, who? And it was like, that guy over there, Marcus or something. And I was like, no, Marquise. I remember Marquise. And he was <laughs> like, I was like, 
how I never even met him. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the first guy that ever liked me for like how I looked and I did not understand that. So that that was strange. I started becoming very, very popular with the guys and unpopular with the girls. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, middle school seemed like to be kind of a little bit of turning point as far as, you know, coming into your own and stuff. Uh, so let's move on uh, to high school. Like what high school did you go to? What years? Was there anything that stuck out? Any people, teachers, events? So I graduated in 2005. So I have to remember those that I was there for four years only. So before that. Right. So I guess 2001, I went to Green Run. So gang run, apparently that's the gangster school. I don't know because I was totally friends with all my teachers and I didn't see really any gangster there. But I ended up going to, I was very unpopular at this time because then I got fashion down. I was like heels every day, such a diva because um, I knew how to shop. I can get like a $5 skirt and make it look amazing. Wow. And okay. so <laughs> I got in a lot of... Um, uh, like the girls gave me the cold shoulder, which means that the guys were even cooler to me because mm. I would have to like hang out with the guys. So right, right. Had a lot of boyfriends, so just a title because I was kind of a good girl. So it would just be a title, and then I'd be like, "Hey, I don't like you." So like, Let's yeah, not hang out that was my life. That was my okay. life. Um, and that's when I started going to TCC, and I went for graphic design, which I thought it was actually fashion design when I applied. And he was like, "So what makes you into graphic design?" And I'm like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what is that <laughs> but i got in anyways because he saw a little something in me um for sure design wise luckily so he took a chance and um at 15 i had my first official boyfriend where i like actually kissed him uh maurice johnson maurice no no uh <laughs> um jenkins maurice jenkins sorry <laughs> throwing my last name hey, in there that's all right and then, and he was very smart. I, I loved him because he was like um, taking Japanese two, French two, and Spanish four at the same time. So oh, he'd write wow. me like four page letters for my for my break and bring me snacks to take with me to ATC because I didn't exactly have a lunch. He was just and like... you said ATC, but can you like elaborate on what, what do those letters stand for for people who don't know? Oh, okay. Advanced Technology Center. That's a digital design class I ended up getting Oh, okay. In so it's like an... Ex it's like a for students who are doing something more than just their high school classes? Yeah, advanced. for sure. Okay. So I wouldn't have gone to um, college had it not been for ATC. Okay. Again, nobody in my family has been to college, so I wasn't really sure if I wanted to. I thought it was only for brainiacs, and you had to do a lot of math, and I can't numbers. So right. <laughs> hey, hey, I understand. <laughs> so um, while going there, um, I would play on a Mac all day for like two bells and I would get to listen to my music and get to design stuff and have the freedom a little bit more. So I was never really good with constrictive. If, if my father was very constrictive and so I would rebel, had a lot of trouble with rebelling and whatever he wanted me not to do, that's exactly what I wanted to do. It It was crazy. And I think because this had a lot more freedom, it was a I was able to like express myself art wise and enjoy the freedoms of coming and going to school now i have a car and everything right right yeah okay so okay so there was a lot of changes in high school getting into the designing getting into the college ideas so after high school 
uh, I guess around 2005, what kind of things happened? You go to work, you start cop, what, what kind I of did. things happened? I started serving, and this is when I met my bad boy boyfriend, okay. <laughs> Devin Menard. I'm still friends with both of those guys, by the way. Those are like my lifetime friends for sure. And um, he he would smoke and I'd go to these parties and hang out. And uh, he'd be like, you can't come because you're a good girl and I don't want to corrupt you. But, <laughs> you know, years of that, because we were together for like five years. Then I started like smoking, smoking pot, which... Oh my goodness! My family was like the worst thing in the whole wide world. And, um, well, it wasn't even an idea back then about legalization or anything like no that. Way. It was just considered in the mainstream eye, just you know, not a drug, you know, not not kosher. Yeah, it was considered a a yeah. drug. There weren't all these medicinal marijuana benefits that we were hearing Correct. about back in 06, which 07. is weird how it spun. Definitely, yeah, things um, change. Because basically, in the old days, they used to use it for medicinal, and then they stopped and made it like um, illegal and put it at the same thing as like heroin and all right, of this. During the war so on in drugs. my head, yeah. um, the dare got to me, and I'm thinking yeah, that got to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like only like crackheads and drug addicts and those marijuana it's users. It's a gateway drug. And, That's what they used to say. <laughs> and to this day, I've never used any other drug besides marijuana. So like, I don't know about that gate. Yeah, gate. It might be very far away. <laughs> Or something yeah, maybe it's a rusty gate doesn't open <laughs> doesn't very wide open. But. i don't okay, know so so you're serving and what else is going on around this time um really just i guess getting into my own self and enjoying enjoying life enjoying youth being stupid taking out credit cards and everything you do all the wrong roads you go down right. all the bad relationships you go down until um i don't even know when when all of it's like changed <laughs> Okay, so uh, so things did change. So let's just maybe we don't know the year, but do we know what event was there's like a catalyst, something okay. that caused like, hey, things need to change from here. So I that is when I was about 23 when I met my husband at the time, um, Kwame. And I think that's what changed it. Like he was going to be a cop, so I couldn't do any more smoking. Mm, and okay, um, he um. I was like, it was love at first sight. Like, that was it. And um, I just wanted to be a better person. Like, I wanted to be a wife. Like, ideal part of being a wife. Like, I wanted to finish school and everything. And right, he right. wanted me to, like, be cooking and cleaning and all of this stuff. And so I wanted to be whatever it was that he wanted me to be. Okay. And things <laughs> changed that. from there. <laughs> okay. But things changed from there. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And uh, so... Oh, so you met him, love at first sight, you want to be what he wants you to be. Uh, is there a but in there? Or? But there's only uh, there's only so much that you can do to be who other people want you to be. Okay. And I, I know that now when um we didn't really, I think, know how to really stick things through and be grit and get through it. Right. So I do regret that we didn't put more of an effort in it. Um, but I do know that no matter how much effort we would have put in it, we were not. We were not that for each other. I could never okay. be his definition of perfect versus he be mine as well. So right, he was never right. really close to my family. He was never really, like, I would go to all these events by myself and make all these cousins nights. And he'd be like, well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. They got to go home. And I'm like, what? Right. No, they're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just didn't mesh. It wasn't working. It wasn't. So do you think there was, like, a reason why, like, maybe the way I met? Or do you think there was something that, excuse me, was missed 
<laughs> in the dating period or you just think that it's just young, y- young, dumb and broke like uh, Khalid says? <laughs> no, I do think I think there was a couple of things that are fatal eras in our parts. And I think one of them is definitely families not getting along. Like I found out that if my family doesn't love you, then or or you hate my family or really dislike my family for any reason, then there's going to be problems. Or I dislike yours. I think it was more I disliked his. There's going to be problems because there's a big fundamental part of you that I don't like. If I don't like your mom, I don't like your uncle, I don't like your cousin, and those are close to you, then I don't like something about you, which will turn up in the long run. So I think that that's what what broke us down. Um, I don't think love is, is enough. I don't, I think that we always think I'm in love and that's all I need. And I found that in my last relationship, I was mad about him, but he did not understand me. Right. And that's definitely important. Communication, <laughs> you know, they say. So um, you say you split. So I'm guessing there, there since you were married, there was a divorce. Correct. correct. And uh, then where do we go from there? So we spent five years where I was still Jessica Johnson. And we were split for five whole years. And until I finally decided that I can't just continue to be hurt. And I've got to move on. And really where, the, where that was is... Um, Eric Staggers, so my fiance now, um, he was going through a divorce too. We were both very hurt. And I, I feel like if it wasn't for one another, we would not have the faith that we have in order to be engaged again. And it took us a long time to to heal ourselves and to right. heal each other and to be able to kind of step into even thinking about marriage again. So that's why I was uh, still married for a long time, even though we were separated so basically, um, in 2013, we finally separated for our final time. Um, and we had separated before, but this time, I, I you know, because on wedding, on marriage, you, you do try an extra time versus like a boyfriend or anything. So right, right. we really figured out we just weren't made for each other. And when we separated, um, that's when I met Eric. So he... And I worked together. I was at the jewelry store and um, he worked in the Kroger um, at the gas station. And we were both going through a, a divorce. And we basically, neither one of us wanted to be dating. So we, we had a hard time with actually coming to terms that were actually dating. Okay. And um, I believe that we we helped each other to get over the next step if we weren't going through it at the same time it would be much less but because we had sympathy and empathy for what each other was going through we had patience with each other as you know the different things would regulate you know like maybe he would want something that i wouldn't want so it was it was very important i think this is a turning part in my life for sure okay all right great so uh you met eric things are kind of going good and i guess we're closer to the present time uh do you feel like there are any other specific nuggets that we should know about before we kind of wrap it all up well i do i do believe that i think he was my final lesson in, in in relationships because before that i very much so had relationships where um it was very dominant or very misunderstood or very like it just wasn't very good relationships and this is the first relationship where we um we don't even have any fights really we either like agree to disagree or try to see each other's point like it's a whole different way of living and being where um 
as my cousins would say, he loves me the way they love me and in a way of more understanding, a way of more forgiveness, a way of um, a trying a little bit more. And I, I think that that's the difference. And, and that peace that we have allowed us to get over the anger from our last relationships so that we are able to now talk about this. And so I think from here on out, even friends or family or jobs, I don't have relationships where there's a lot of turmoil anymore. I find better ways. Okay, great. So uh, career, education, anything else you want to touch on? I think from here, it's kind of like an open an open field, I feel like, because what I'm going for is organizational leadership, meaning I'm going to learn how organizations work and how to lead them, how to be a manager. And I can do anything environmental, anything at all, you know, I'm looking for. Uh, so I do feel like right now the doors are entirely too open for me to tell you exactly what's in store. Okay. Um, but I well, do... marriage is in, is in store with Eric, definitely, right? <laughs> yeah, that's in store. Oh, career-wise. Career oh, career-wise. Okay. Sorry. Yes. No, we're engaged. I said yes. So that, that you know, I'm not going to lie about that. That's that, happening. That's happening. Okay. ASAP. <laughs> okay. Um, we're looking at buying a house in Arizona, which is a big deal for me because um, I'm definitely going to be married to Arizona and Eric and kind of leave my village. Right. And I think that that was a big step me learning to be independent not having collective group decisions and i don't it's it's crazy it's i'm enjoying every bit of it but i definitely miss the block oh yeah yeah okay so um we pretty much got your whole story up to now and uh so i have kind of one last question to wrap it up and you can look at it from one of two ways either what would you say to your younger self as advice or if it's easier, what would you say to anyone else as advice based on what you've been through based on your life? Hmm, that is a really good question. What would I say? Because my... we always want to have a life lesson on the Shalom Casey show, you know? Yeah, for so sure. So what's your life lesson? I, I believe that everything that you do, as long as you make the decisions that are best for you at the time and you try not to hurt people along the way and you're doing your best, like that's what you really need to dwell on. Like really try to remember that um, any bumps, any mistakes, anything, any red lights, any broken hearts along the way is all leading you to your path. And as long as you have some acceptance and understanding for that, then you don't get so depressed and sad about the things that happened. Um, I fell into a big depression when, you know, I wasn't sure what I was becoming in the world. And, uh, you know, you're always worried about not living up and everything. And I think that you take as much time as you take, you know, just right. keep putting one foot in front of the other and know that every decision that you make, you're able to sleep at night. And as long as you do that, you'll get where you're supposed to be. Uh, don't don't try to uh, fix the details and make everything perfect because life will never be perfect. Right, right. Okay, that that is a great life lesson. Uh, to learn. And I really enjoyed interviewing you for your autobiography. Maybe we'll come back again in 10 years. Who knows what might happen <coughs> and do a little memoir, a short take of in between then and then. But that's it for today's Shalom Kaysen show. Thank you for watching or listening if you've downloaded the podcast. And until next time, keep learning from life. Any last words? Thank you, Shalom, for having me. And um, it's been a pleasure for sure. I'm excited to see, you know, what the next 10 years has to, uh, in store. All right. Bye. Bye.